Hello and welcome to episode 622 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan, as always joined by Evan Silva. The NFL season kicks off this Thursday, which means the team-by-team pods are back, baby. Evan, how's it going? It's going great. Um, Notre Dame's 2-0, ranked in the top 10. Did Penn State win this weekend? Easy win over West Virginia, yes. Solid. Um, We got some really big news today, and uh, we're going to talk about that at the top. Yeah, I really enjoy doing all these team-by-team exercises each Tuesday on this podcast feed. Evan and I sit down and go team-by-team discussing everything we saw the previous week in terms of usage, performance, anything relevant for fantasy, of course. Today, there are no real games for us to look back on, so we'll be discussing a notable aspect or two from each team and talking more generally. Before we get into it today, two things. First, if you have DraftKit or DraftKit Pro and you want access to our in-season product, email support at establishthenrun.com and we'll get you upgraded. Again, in-season covers all our projections, Silva's matchups, all our shows, tons more. Also, I know best ball season is sadly over, But our friends at Underdog Fantasy still have action. Weekly snake draft tournaments. They announced a live final in Miami. Lots more. Use promo code ETR when you sign up at Underdog for matching deposit bonus up to $100. That's promo code ETR at underdogfantasy.com. All right. We normally go in alphabetical order here, but we are not going to do that today because about 30 to 40 minutes before we fired up the old podcast machine here, we got news that Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice on Tuesday and is deemed uncertain for Thursday. Hyperextension knees, from what I understand, can be minor, no big deal, and can be really freaking bad. Evan, how are you reacting to the Kelsey thing? Let's start first with just season-long drafts. Let's say you have a draft tonight. How are you going to handle Kelsey? Well, I know you guys moved him to like 18 overall in the uh, in uh, 0.5 PPR staff rankings. Yep. I was going to maybe move him like right next to Mark Andrews. And I have Mark Andrews right at the 2-3 turn. Um, so that that's my initial lean. Obviously, we're waiting on, on updates, and, and that's very much subject to change. Next up on the depth chart for Kansas City is Noah Gray, who played at Duke, and he was taken in the – the, the middle rounds, if, if I recall correctly, of the uh, 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. He was a spark freak. Uh, he ran 4-5-5 four, 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 five, five coming out of college. He um, had a six eight three three cone, which is just nasty for a dude that weighs 240 pounds, six three two forty. Last year, he played 52% of the Chiefs' offensive snaps, and he was fifth on the team in receptions. He had almost 30 catches, almost 300 yards. I mean, he's, you know, he's um, – I think like, uh, you know, I think I think you could project him for like four to six targets in the first game. And then we'll see after that how long Kelsey is out. Yeah. By the way, Jody Fortson is no longer on the Chiefs. The third tight end is is uh, Blake Bell. Uh, yeah. I-, I always thought Noah Gray could play a little bit. Travis Kelsey has not missed a game, I believe, in 10 years. So we don't have like any sample whatsoever of what they do. I do expect them to have all seven, all seven wide receivers active now on Thursday, which is insane. Like a lot of teams dress four or five wide receivers. They're going to dress seven wide receivers in this game against the Lions on Thursday, which is absolutely insane. My thought on how that's going to go is uh, MVS and Sky and Justin Watson play the most snaps. Canaries Tony coming off the knee thing, plays maybe a third to half the snaps and gets a lot of targets per route run. And then the rest of the guys, Rasheed Rice, 
uh, Justin Ross, Richie James kind of rotate in behind them. Um, going back to the Kelsey thing for a second here, the only reason that I think 18 overall, and by the way, Evan's referring to our top 300 staff rankings. Evan has his own personal top 150 on the site as well. The only reason I thought 18 overall for now, given the information that we know right now, 3.10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, is that the games at the end of the season are worth so much more. I mean, just so much more. You know, I feel like I can get by if Travis Kelsey misses week one or week two or Cooper Cup misses week one or week two, if they're healthy the rest of the year. Do I know they'll be healthy the rest of the year? I don't. But still, I think people should understand how much more late in the season is worth by weeks, injury hits, and then, of course, fantasy playoffs. All right. Let's go back to the top here with Baltimore. Speaking of tight end injury stuff, there were some weird Mark Andrews things going on. They wouldn't say what was wrong with him. He had missed seven practices in the last month or so had Mark Andrews. Sounds like he's going to be fine for Sunday, but just something to watch. We know Isaiah Likely is one of the most talented backup tight ends in the entire league. One thing, though, also about Mark Andrews is that, I mean, people are saying Odell Beckham's back. Everybody loves Zay Flowers. Uh, uh, Rashad Bateman looks healthy. I mean, it's starting to get squeezed a little bit there. What do you think about the Mark Andrews injury stuff, if anything, Evan? And if Mark Andrews were to miss, what do you think about Likely? I would really like Isaiah Likely in that scenario. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah Likely like looks like a wide receiver. I mean, and, and he can really run. And we saw that from him last year. Um, I don't really, I don't, I'm, I'm not too worried about the Mark Andrews injury, but just because Jeff Drebeck of The Athletic, who's covered the team at a, a very, very high rate um, for the past several years, is not making a big deal out of it. Yeah, um, I do think I, I do think that Mark Andrews is fine and will be fine for a really good matchup against the Texans here. Any other Baltimore notes for you, Evan, before we move on? I, I One thing I'm interested to see in this game is Odell Beckham like quote unquote back? I mean, it's been so long since this guy has been good. I want to see who is earning targets between mm-hmm. Odell, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. I think that's really, really interesting because I do think the Ravens are going to score a lot of points in this game home against the Texans. So we'll yeah, see. and I I would suggest picking up the Ravens defense. I don't think the Ravens defense is actually going to be that great this year, but the Texans offensive line is an absolute mess. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, there's been. As we move to the Buffalo Bills, there's been so much controversy in the fantasy community about where James Cook should go in drafts. I think we're going to get the answer relatively quickly here. If he has a real role in the pass game, if he plays inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the five-yard line, round seven James Cook or round six even James Cook is going to look like a smash. If Damian Harris, Latavius Murray start playing a lot, if Josh Allen does not increase his throw rate at running back, it's going to look a little thin. So that's what I'm watching here. For the Bills, Evan, what do you think about the Bills heading into week one? This is a Monday night game, by the way. They play at the Jets, which will be a really, really interesting game at the Jets on Monday night. Just the Dalton Kincaid situation. How many snaps is and how many routes is he going to get behind Dawson Knox? You know, how do they use him? Um, He actually played in line in the preseason a decent amount. He wasn't like a full-time slot receiver or a full-time outside receiver. He played in line a decent amount. So I'm just looking at his utilization. I would not start him in fantasy or anything like that. Um, I, I think we're in wait and see mode with him. Yeah. Noah Gray or uh, uh, Dalton Kincaid, assuming Kelsey's out. I mean, I think that Noah Gray is going to be on the field the entire time yeah. against Detroit, who have just gotten pasted by tight ends in both of 
the uh, uh, Aaron Glenn season as the uh, the Lions defensive coordinator. Yeah, by the way, Silva's matchups are starting to flow in. You can go to the site and read Kansas City, Detroit right now for more nuggets like that. I am interested, too, because it's a tough matchup. Man. I do think Jets defense is going to be very, very good this year. Cincinnati, this whole thing that they did at running back, man, I mean, it did not do much. We're talking about behind Joe Mixon, who was not great last year, Chris Evans, Chase Brown, Travion Williams. I mean, this is shaping up as like if Joe Mixon can bounce back and play well, maybe he's in a Josh Jacobs situation. And I don't think there's going to be a Josh Jacobs this year. But like Joe Mixon, just on natural talent to me, is so much better than all these guys behind him. So I'm curious if maybe we see an even bigger role than people are projecting for Joe Mixon here. Evan, any Bengals thoughts? I think Joe Mixon is going to get a ton of touches out of the gate. I mean, his volume projection with no Samaje Piran there is through the roof. I mean, this guy, like, I, I think he has a chance to, like, lead the NFL in carries. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I mean, I, I think he's going to get an absolute boatload of work. The Bengals are an 11 personnel team. They play a ton of three receivers. I'm interested to see how much is Irv Smith actually going to play. I know that people are probably tired of Irv Smith at this point. He's still only 24, 25 years old. Is he going to be a full-time player or are they going to get a bunch of Drew Sample on the field? Because Drew Sample can block and Irv Smith, that's not really his game. Yeah, Bengals are at the Browns in a rare, or rare, I guess not rare, uh, in a week one divisional matchup. Speaking of the Browns, we'll see on Jerome Ford. I don't know if Jerome Ford's going to play in this game. I was hopeful that he would, and we will get to see him try to assert himself as the backup here. I think Pierre Strong will mostly be on special teams, but that won't be the case if Pierre Strong, I'm sorry, if Jerome Ford can't go in this game with his hamstring. The other thing is we've been working on projections for Cleveland for week one. You know, I don't know, Evan, what do you think? Like right out of the gate, do you think Elijah Moore is ahead of DPJ? by a significant amount. I think that's a question that we need to think about for sure. Anything else on the Browns as they get set to host the Bengals? I do not think that Elijah Moore is ahead of DPJ. I think that DPJ is actually like kind of low-key good. Um, he he was a guy who had just horrible uh, quarterback play in college, but he was an awesome athlete. And he had over 800 yards quietly last year. And I think that his game kind of meshes well with Deshaun Watson because he can like, like if you give him, you know, time to get open, like he's really tough to cover over a, a long stretch of time because he's big and he's really fast. I, I drafted a, a ton of, of DPJ in best ball. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Moore was going like seven, eight uh, he's rounds. He's going too early, I think. Seven or eight rounds. So I, I am curious to see what the usage will be between Elijah. And obviously we're expecting Nick Chubb to be his normal efficient self. We'll talk about that more on Friday. I think, that, I think that because the Browns only kept three RBs on their final 53, that is a good indication that they feel good about where Jerome Ford is. Yeah, makes sense. By the way, we'll talk about all these matchups and outlooks and everything on Friday night. It'll be me, Silva, and Wiggins on Establish the Show, getting ready for the DFS slate that is part of the in-season product. Let's go to Broncos. So Jerry Judy, I think, is I consider him doubtful at this point for this game, but we'll see. Obviously, we know the other wide receivers are out. They're playing the Raiders. I mean, Marvin Mims is just going to, like, break out right out of the gate. It's a pretty good spot to do it. Evan, any more thoughts on the Broncos here as they get set to face the Raiders? 
Well, this is another team that only kept three RBs on their final 53. And that that bodes well for Javante Williams. I yeah, mean, let me let, just let's, yeah. Let me just say this. Yeah. Uh I don't even I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Jaleel I, McLaughlin. Jaleel McLaughlin was first team all preseason. Dude was awesome. And I was reading an article today about how allegedly the Broncos are gonna get him, get him involved as soon as week one. I don't know how much I buy that. Just wanted to put that out there, but sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I I was going to talk about him too. Yeah. But they, these are the three guys they kept. Yeah. P. Ryan, Javante Williams, and Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. McLaughlin looked like he could play in the preseason, of course. Sometimes I get biased on the hashtag team preseason guys. <laughs> All right. Houston Texans. My biggest hope, Evan, and I know you're high on this guy too, is that we see Tank Dell get reps some way. I don't know exactly how Robert Woods rotates out or Noah Brown rotates out or, or whatever it is. I just want to see them get tank Dell chances, whether they're schemed. I just want to see the kid play because I think he can help them in an explosive way that a lot of their other receivers and tight ends can't. What are you looking for on Texans stuff, Evan? Um, <clears throat> their offensive line is just in a ter- in a terrifying state right now. Yeah. Um, Brandon did push an update to his uh, offensive line rankings, by the way. So Kenyon Green, who they took really high in the 2022 draft, he had a rough rookie season, but he was really good in the final month. They lost him for the season to a shoulder to a shoulder injury. He's on the full season IR. They lost him at the end of camp. They lost their second round pick, Juice Scruggs, who was going to start at center to a hamstring injury. He's on short-term IR, so he's out at least the first four games. Um, It sounds like Titus Howard, their starting right tackle, is not going to play in week one due to like some sort of a hand injury. And one of their top reserves, Charlie Heck, is on reserve PUP. So they had a trade for a dude from Pittsburgh, Kendrick Green, and they're going to start six-round rookie Jarrett Patterson at center. Not good. Uh, th- this is like terrifying. And, and again, that, that is why I think that the Ravens defense and the Ravens defense might not be very good this year. Again, I, I actually think that, and if they're, if they're not very good, like that helps the offense potentially, mm-hmm. but like they're a streamer right away. Yeah. I mean, 10 point home favorite are the Ravens over the Texans right out of the gate here. Brandon Thorne's offensive line, defensive line matchups will be up by Friday at the absolute latest, uh, looking at the mismatches in week one, and we could certainly see Ravens-Texans in there. Um, Colts, I mean, it's just all about Anthony Richardson. You know, I'm curious what you thought of him in the preseason. Evan, I thought it was kind of as expected. He was a little bit wild, made some poor decisions, but you could see the flashes of just outrageous athleticism. What do you think of Anthony Richardson in the preseason? What are you thinking about the Colts heading into week one? I think I want to use defenses against the Colts. Um, because I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a roller coaster. I think this offensive line might be horrible. They get Jacksonville in week one. Yeah. Home game against Jacksonville. Jaguars are five-point dog. Market is not giving the Colts much credit here. The running back situation for the Colts is going to be ugly. I think it's going to be Deion Jackson and Evan Hull or something like that, which is just, I mean, yeah, I saw that they were like hopeful on Zach Moss. Yeah, I would consider Zach Moss doubtful, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, and they like Jelani Woods was a guy who 
had a pretty nice first season last year and they lost him to injured reserve. I, I don't know if it was short term or a uh, uh, full season, but that's like another big loss. Like they, they are, they're, they're not talented. They're not a talented team right now. They're, they're like a bottom three roster right now. Yep. As we continue with a ton more intra-division matchups, Colts do face the Jaguars. Jaguars are next year. Obviously, Travis Etienne versus Tank Bigsby has been a big storyline in fantasy all camp. I'm not sure we get an answer on that, like, right out of the gate, week one. You know, like, the Bigsby could, e- roll, could easily grow as the season goes along. I think I've been a little bit higher on Travis Etienne than Evan has over the last, I don't know, two or three weeks or so. But certainly an interesting spot to watch. Evan, what else for you? on Jacksonville. I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I mean, the the Bigsby stuff is really going to be really interesting to see in week one. I mean, I think that the Jaguars should just absolutely paste the Colts. Yeah. Um, so, they, I mean, I, I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want against the Colts, really. There were some things in like home leagues, Yahoo, ESPN type stuff that was just wild to me. And like, you could get Christian Kirk on Yahoo in like round seven round eight and he was going in round four round five in best ball and maybe that was too high but I don't know man I thought Christian Kirk was really good last year I understand they have Calvin Ridley here but I posted a team just as a joke a Yahoo team I did with my friends from college just uh, against my friends from college and people were just like ripping my team I mean I'm getting guys like three four rounds past their best ball ADP but people are so focused on the Yahoo ADP uh but yeah I don't know guys like Christian Kirk Drake London Christian Watson they just all went so late in home leagues and so I'm hopeful that that stuff uh pays off for the home league bros Moving over Kansas City and going to Las Vegas I mean at least they're healthy man you know I mean Josh Jacobs is back Devontae Adams seems healthy there was no movement on Hunter Renfro you know I, I mean Jimmy G's foot seems fine Raiders are certainly healthy here coming in to week one any thoughts on them Evan um I, I mean I think they're going to be really really bad number one number two I thought it was interesting that Michael Mayer their second round tight end spent more time blocking in the preseason than running routes um I don't really have anything else to add beyond that um, yeah that's interesting for yeah. sure uh, i'm curious how you think they're going to use renfro and um jacoby myers i, I kind of think yeah. that jacoby they think jacoby can play outside you know i, I don't know how that's going to go but i think they think that because there's no way renfro can play outside right i think that renfro is just a pure slot and jacoby myers is like the the z who's going to end up playing a, you know i don't know ha- half half the time inside and half the time outside something like that yeah and i mean they have a very winnable game i agree that they're not going to be very good but they have a very winnable game at denver uh in week mm-hmm. one let's go to chargers yeah i feel like an underrated storyline of the offseason was kellen moore allegedly reportedly using mike williams in the slot more it's just going to be so interesting to me to see mike williams in the slot and to see keenan allen outside i would love to see big mike get some layup targets. We'll see if that actually happens. And obviously everyone's going to want to be talking about the ADOT. Is it more vertical now? Is Justin Herbert pushing the ball downfield more under Kellen more? Any chargers thoughts, Evan? This is a team that made it through the preseason and knock on wood for this team because they get hurt every year that made it through the preseason relatively unscathed. Um, will Quentin Johnston play much in the first game because 
seems like all the beat writers think that Josh Palmer is ahead of him right now, and they're kind of going to kind of ease him in. You know, they did dabble with giving Mike Williams layup routes over like the first five, six weeks of last season, and he did really, really well. And then he got hurt and he came back and he was yeah. like more, more of an outside receiver. So, I mean, he's got that on, on his resume, at least a, a little bit in a small sample. So, I mean, I think he can do it. What, when he was doing that, when they were doing that for him last year, he was a legit like top 10 fantasy wide receiver, period. Uh, he was incredible with that role. So we'll see if he actually gets it. Miami got some good news, I thought. Uh, Devon A-Chain completely cleared for contact. He's going to play in week one. Raheem Mostert is healthy. And Drew Rosenhaus, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt because Drew Rosenhaus is Jeff Wilson's agent. But Drew Rosenhaus said Jeff Wilson should be back for week five. So, you know, I think it's promising somewhat. Obviously, we're going to talk a bunch about Mostert and A-Chain on Friday night. One thing that is I'm at least curious about is who will emerge, if anyone, in the past game beyond Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, we're projecting these guys for 50 plus percent of the targets, but man, somebody else has got to sneak in there at some point. I have no idea who it's going to be, though. I do think Braxton Berrios will be kind of like their third receiver, but that'll probably be a rotation. Evan, any Dolphins thought? Well, we talked about that actually quite a bit entering last season that, you know, maybe Jasicki would would sort of emerge and no one ever did. I mean, they just ran the offense through the two dudes, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, the running back situation is going to be critical because at, at least for the first month, Mostert, A-Chain, you know, I think they kind of trust Salvan Ahmed. Uh, but that, that'll that be a, a big thing to watch in week one. This this team is just loaded with speed. I mean, A-Chain and Mostert, those are two of the fastest running backs in the NFL. And that's without even, you know, mentioning Waddle and, and Tyreek. Yeah, exactly. And I would also note that the Chargers have been so bad in rush defense, seemingly like purposefully been so bad in rush defense. We'll talk about that more on Friday night. Uh, New England, you know, it's going to be overblown in the national media, but I am curious about how they use Ezekiel Elliott, New England, you know, but overall, I just think this offense is going to be really boring. You know, it's just, it's hard to be really excited about anyone. Ramondre, I think is their best offensive player and a very good player, but still think it's going to be kind of boring. Any New England thoughts, Evan? Yeah. Um, this is like, we just talked about like the fastest team in the league. This is like the slowest offense in the league. Um, I don't have anything to add there really. Uh, you know, how are they going to use Hunter Henry and Jacecki? Hunter Henry apparently had an awesome training camp. I don't know. Again, I, I think that they need to get Ramondre 17 to 20 touches every single game. Jets, we have Brees Hall coming back from the ACL. He's going to play on Monday night. Dalvin Cook coming back from the shoulder, latest shoulder injury. He will play Monday night. And then they also have Michael Carter expected to be in the mix as well. Certainly interested in the rotation there. An underrated storyline Monday night to me is like, I mean, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Tyler Conklin, like beyond Garrett Wilson, the weaponry here is not great. I'd love to see them scheme some stuff. For Nicole Hardman, I don't know if they will or they not or they won't. We'll talk about that more in the showdown breakdown that Cody's working on for Monday night. But yeah, I mean, super, super interesting to me beyond Garrett Wilson in the past game. Evan, any Jets thoughts? Well, their offensive line really struggled during training camp. They're not going to get the biggest test in week one because there's no Von Miller for Buffalo and 
there are other dudes like really struggled to rush the passer last year. But that was the big one of the biggest storylines coming out of Jets camp was the poor performance of their offensive line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like victory laps will be taken on the on the Brees Hall Dalvin Cook thing. Yeah. Immediately. That, that, yeah, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh, you know, obviously the big storyline we've been talking about is Najee Harris. Will he lose work to Jalen Warren? I, I'm pretty convinced that Najee's going to get like at least 65% of the touches out of the gate, uh, if not more. If you told me 65, you told me 70%, I, I would not argue with you at all. I think it's more over the course of the season. I think Warren will eat in a little bit more and more. Other thing that I'm looking at is I want to be high on on pass game, man. I want to be high on Pittsburgh pass game. I've taken a bunch of Kenny Pickett. I've taken a bunch of Deontay Johnson. I've taken a little bit of George Pickens. I, I just want to see if Matt Canada can do it, man, because I'm scared this mm -hmm. guy is just a dunce. So uh, I want to see on that. What do you see on Steelers, Evan? Yeah, again, the, the play of Kenny Pickett was just outstanding this preseason. I don't know if that's predictive. You know, over the course of time, it probably is not. But he's a second-year player. That's when these dudes tend to take, you know, their biggest leaps as, as NFL players. And he's going to get that opportunity. I mean, does Allen Robinson have anything left in the tank? How much does he actually play? Um, and then, yeah, the Jalen Warren, Najee Harris split. I, I think Jalen Warren is going to play quite a bit, really. I, I think it's a Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler situation. Okay, yeah. I mean, that'd be good for, for my bags, but we'll see. Uh, Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point two home dog the 49ers, which surprised me a little bit. Not a lot of respect out there for the Steelers, or I guess I should say a lot of respect out there for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll get to George Kittle's situation in a second there, but I do think that matters. We'll get to him on the next episode. Last AFC team is the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to implement another really run-heavy attack. However, having DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks and Chica Quanco all out there at the same time, I mean... You can create some mismatches and you can throw the football. And I'm, I'm curious to see if they lean a little bit more into that here. What do you think about the Titans heading into week one? Another team where I'm just terrified about the situation with their offensive line. Um, I saw that the video team clipped some stuff that I was saying negative about Derrick Henry. He's just got over he's got over 2000 carries on his tires since his final year at Alabama. He's 29 and he's running behind the worst offensive line in the league, can he get it done again? I mean, fade, fading the big dog is, is always scary, but I'm back on that fade train this year. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly in play at the Saints uh, in week one, and we'll talk about that more on Friday. But, man, I, I hear you. It's just always such a scary fade on the big dog. All right, that is going to do it for this first AFC team-by-team team of the entire season. Next week, we'll be back for the AFC team by team and talk about everything we saw in these games on that are coming up Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Obviously really looking forward to that. If you do not have the in-season product yet, head to establishtherun.com. Check out the subscribe tab. Ton more details there. For Evan, for producer Luke, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody. Mm -hmm.